game is over when the final buzzer sounds. The analysis ends when you say it does. This is Overtime Open Line. Interviews, analysis, and your opinion. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Friesen Brothers. And now, the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio. 630 chair. 820 to go in the third. Oilers and Stars tied at three. Puck turned over. Tried sidle. In through the blue line. Over across. Scores! Warren Fogel! The one-time shot on the pass from Dreisaitl. And the Oilers are up 4-3. Well, that's your game winner tonight in Dallas. The first of three goals in the third period for your Edmonton Oilers. They get the 6-3 victory. So they end their three-game winless skid. And they get revenge on the Stars. Remember, Dallas hammered the Oilers 6-2 at Rogers Place back in early November. It's 10:38, along with Rob Brown. I'm Reed Wilkins for Heartland Ford. Overtime open line. Matthias Yanmark, two goals and an assist. Ryan Nugent Hopkins, a goal and two assists. And, of course, Rob, the game winner there by Fogel, assisted by Dreisaitl. Big theme for us most of the season has been turnovers often committed by the Edmonton Oilers leading to goals. Well, on that play, it shows you nobody is immune to it. One of the best defensemen in the league, Miro Haskinen, turns it over to Leon Dreisaitl. About three seconds later, it's in the Dallas net. Yeah, it was a uh, Fogel got in on the forecheck, and I believe his stick tipped the puck as Heiskanen was trying to get it out, and it just tipped to, to Leon. Uh, not good puck management by one of the best in, in the world. And that's usually what happens when you turn a puck over like that, it's going to end up in the back of the net. And and we've seen it all the time here as of late, and there's been a lot of talk about the Bouchards and the Nurses' turnovers. shows you it happens all the time in the National Hockey League. You just seem to notice it more when it happens to your players. But when you do get that break, when you get that big bounce for you, you got to take full advantage of it. And Heiskanen turned it over to the wrong guy. He gave it to Leon Dreisettle and Fogel. Give him credit. He was in on the forecheck. Then he got himself into a good shooting spot. And he was ready. He didn't get the puck and decide what he was going to do to it. He was making Leon Dreisettle put the puck to where he wanted. And he made absolutely no mistake. So uh, a very good victory. One that was top to bottom. Uh, the Oilers played well. They got contributions from all three of their top lines and they get to feel good about themselves coming home at the end of the dad's trip. Well, and, and I think shaking up the lines a little bit is our quick change for Jiffy Loop, keeping you moving to and from the game. Visit your local Jiffy Loop today. Connor and Leon have been together the last few games. Obviously, they can be deadly, sometimes look unstoppable if they're on their game. I, I would say they weren't on their game probably the last couple, especially nope. in, in Nashville. So things shake up, Rob, and it, it did. You know, there's still obviously a delineation the, the, some guys play more, but it was a little less extreme tonight. McDavid played just over 20 minutes. Um, Dreisaitl gets on the ice. Dreisaitl only played 17-10. How about that? Now, the Oilers only had two power plays, mm -hmm. and they scored on one, and the other one was shortened by a penalty. Um, but you had Costin uh, get to 11 and a half minutes. Yanmark got almost to 18. Uh, Fogel played 13-09. Yamamoto played 15 and a half. So you had really nine forwards fairly involved tonight the fourth liner still played about seven eight minutes but that's that's the ongoing debate with this with this team right leo and connor are great together but if you split them up and then if if tonight nuge is even on a third line then 
the, the coach is forced to play all those players because you want the big guys on the ice a lot too. Well, and, and you need that to be a good team. Uh, you need contributions up and down your lineup, but it's hard to contribute if you're getting single digits in, in minutes. And a lot of games this year, it's been that way where the Oilers have played seven forwards and there's five guys that are just getting scraps here and there. It's hard to be uh, an effective player when you get seven, eight minutes, nine, ten minutes between shifts. Or when you get out there, you get the face off in the offensive zone and then you're yanked off after ten seconds. Uh, it's hard to feel part of it. And tonight, the Oilers did a better job getting their top three lines involved. And we before the game, we talked about how the Oilers should do this. When the opportunity is there, well, now you've got to prove it was the right call. So Yanmark and Costin playing with Nugent Hopkins. Okay, we're going to give you minutes tonight. Well, prove that this was the right decision by me as a coach. And they did that. And Costin and I talked with, with Stoff, the first shift of the game, five seconds in, he was physical. He set the tone. I'm, you're going to play me? I'm going to give you this all night long. Uh, Yanmark had a good game. And it takes pressure off your top players. And it's hard, hard to defend because who do you put your – when Connor and Leon are together – there's where our best defensive pairing is going and our best defensive type players. They're always going out whenever they're, especially on the, when the others are on the road. Well, tonight when they're split up, okay, okay, we're going to get this against Connor. Well, when is Leon coming out? It's coming out next year. Okay, nope. Okay, get back off. So now it's a lot more uh, of a hassle for the coach on the opposition trying to figure out where to play guys, how to employ them. Uh, and then the others did what they do best. They, when they created offensive opportunities, they capitalized on it. So it, it was a fun game to watch and one that the Oilers hung in there. They never got down. Whenever they got scored against, their next shift was a good shift. And I think that's something that they can also take uh, going forward that uh, they faced adversity and they were very good with it. Clean cost in tonight, two assists. Six hits in those 11 and a half minutes of ice time. He is our fourth star for Jandell Homes, Alberta's premier modular home retailer. The three stars, Yanmark, first star, Nuge, second star, Tyler Sagan, the third star this evening. And it's interesting seeing how this one played out because I was emphasizing before the game, well, three of the top four leading scorers in the NHL tonight, Dreisaitl gets a point, McDavid gets a point, and... Jason Robertson, who played a lot, he played almost 22 minutes, had six shots, uh, but he just gets a single assist. So it was some of the guys, uh, sort of the second-tier guys, who ha had a lot of impact in this game, at least in terms of scoring. Well, if you want to be a good team, then other players have to be able to step up in, in moments. Uh, the Dallas Stars, their entire game plan was stop Leon and Connor, and they did a pretty good job on them, but the Oilers found other guys to score, whereas the Oilers coming into this, okay, when that Robertson line is out there, that's the line we got to take care of. Well, then all of a sudden Sagan scores a goal and, and they get other players ch chipping in. We, we, we watched last year in, in the playoffs how the best teams got contributions up and down their lineup. And when someone got injured, uh, Colorado lost some key players in the playoffs. Someone always was able to fill in and play. And that's where the Oilers want to get. They want to be a team that next man up, we can still win with that. We don't, we, if we have an injury, it's not going to be catastrophic and now we're done. And today was just a, a baby step towards being able to do that because players not named Leon and Connor were the reason the Oilers won the game. 6-3, the Oilers take it. Yeah, I thought it was I thought it was a really well-played game overall. I mm -hmm. mean, I thought there were a lot of good plays. I thought it was uh, probably the first 10 minutes were a little slow, but then it picked up. There were some good hits, uh, some good offensive plays, some good saves. Stuart Skinner, by the way, uh, holds the fort 25 out of 28 tonight. Um, 
got a bit of a break. Jamie Ben missed a missed an mm-hmm. open net, but Skinner uh, solid when he needed to be. I thought tonight. Hey, he was. He made the saves he had to uh, going into the third period. Whichever goalie blinked first was the one that was going to get the loss. And Ottinger's a fantastic goaltender, having another great season. Uh, he was the one that couldn't come up with that extra save where Skinner did. So uh, Skinner, this I believe this was his first game since the new contract. Is that correct? First one that he's played? Yeah, I think it is. Isn't he since he signed? I believe it is. I so, think so. Yeah, so not it's a, a bit bad. of a blur now. Yeah, because it was just Monday yeah. he signed, yes. So not a bad not a bad <laughs> way to celebrate your first your first game back with the new contract in your back pocket. He he was good. Uh had to be sh- sharp a few times that and Again, another quality start, and I think that's the biggest thing for the Oilers. When they get quality starts, they have an opportunity to win hockey games. All right, and because the Oilers scored more than five today, we have turned on the Japanese Village Goal Light on 630Ched.com, so you can head there and print up a coupon for a free appetizer at Japanese Village, Edmonton's favorite Japanese steakhouse. Reserve your party today at jvedmonton.ca. Okay, post-game reaction from the Oilers dressing room coming up, and we're happy to hear from you. 780 is the hotline powered by CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed, pro all the way. This is Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Live Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 chair. Line to Suter, goes off of Suter, keeps it into Miller. He'll walk in his shot, he put it wide on the glove side of Skinner, and it's cleared out by Costin. Costin took a hit to make a play, he got belted by Marchman. That is our crunch of the game for Cougar Payton Collision. Our family helping your family for 40 years and counting. The Oilers get the win in Dallas. 6-3 is the final. Here's head coach Jay Woodcroft. Nashville as well. So to come out of this trip with three or four points uh, under tough circumstances with all the games we've played in this month, um, I was real proud of our fellas' effort tonight. And obviously, I know that everybody that's on the trip was uh, energized. And um, now we're going to go have a good meal. And um, we're staying over because of the late hour. And, and uh, we'll travel well tomorrow and, and look to uh, close out uh, this portion of our season against Vancouver on a high note. What did you think of uh, the line changing and just how it seemed to impact and, and I wouldn't say maybe motivate, but jumpstart the entire set of forwards? Yeah, I thought um, the game went to a rhythm that we wanted uh, to to dictate it, to dictate it at. Um, you know, uh, different teams present different challenges, and uh, the Dallas Stars are a well-coached, uh, well-oiled machine right now. They're leading their division for a reason, and. And um, we just felt that uh, it was time uh, to do a few other things. And uh, against the opponent that we saw tonight, I thought it uh, it served us well. When, when you play, you know, like you said earlier, you had three games where you guys played really well, but they went went the other way. Sometimes it, it can keep going, it can slide away from you. Can you kind of speak to the importance of making a stand right here and, and getting, those, getting this win? Yeah, I, 
I think uh, this was an important game for us. This is not an easy building to take two points out of. I thought um, our people dug in. The way we played tonight um, was inspired. Is that because of the dads and mentors here? Maybe. Um, but I think it's it's part of growth. And you know, no one was happy about uh, not getting the two points against St. Louis, not getting the the win against Anaheim. Um, but we've dug in here, and uh, we can't forget this is the I, I believe it's our busiest month of the season. I think I, I'm not sure, but uh, we played a lot of games. We've weathered some some major injuries. We're starting to return people to health, and uh, we're we're building uh, some things in our game. And uh, to take two points out of this building against that team, I think it's a positive for us. And uh, as I said, we're going to look to travel well tomorrow and and prepare for um, our last game before Christmas, and, and that's against the Vancouver Canucks, another big one for us. Pretty interesting that six straight opposition goals, you guys got the next one. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's... I mean, like... Uh, you know, as much as people want us to... Um, you know, play towards a script. Sometimes it doesn't work out that way. But what I liked was uh, when the other team did something well, they found a way to score a goal. Um, we responded. And, uh, you know, I think that's a credit to our leadership group. There was dead calm on the bench, and um, our people um, went out and got the job done. Before the game, you said you liked the way Matthias Janmark had been playing, but you'd like to see the pucks go in for him. Safe to say that was the case tonight. Well, yeah, I mean... Uh, I think he had three points. I think Nugent Hopkins stayed hot with three points as well. Um, we talked about the chemistry before the game. I was trying to give you a hint. I don't know if you guys picked up on it or not, but I didn't know Louis did. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it, you know, we like the way those two guys play together. Um, and uh, you know, they were good tonight. And you can't underscore um, what Clem Costin brought to the table in that line tonight. Uh, he's physical. Um, you know, he, he made a play on the wall. Um, you know, I was happy for that group. They, it was a, I think most of the lines that played together was, you know, it wasn't like we practiced yesterday or practiced this morning with those lines. They went out and just did it cold and, and found some chemistry. We tried to keep some pairs together. Worked out today, and uh, we're going to look to build on it going forward. Okay, that's Oilers head coach Jay Woodcroft at the mic for Eclipse Restoration. Named one of Western Canada's best restoration contractors three years in a row. Call 780-250-HELP or visit Eclipse247.ca. The Oilers beat the Dallas Stars 6-3 this evening. I, I thought, Rob, uh, I mean, it's, ne it's never perfect. Hockey's a game of the puck bouncing around and, and being turned over. But, but I do think... I, I do think the Oilers simplified tonight. I, I mean, sure, there were uh, a gaffes. I mean, there was one time in the third period, uh, Derek Ryan passed the puck backwards mm -hmm. to the front of his own net, and I almost fell out of my chair. But like, generally, they, I thought they stayed patient. They kept the puck going forward. It, it didn't feel like there were those five alarm mistakes tonight by Edmonton no they, they were better I mean they're always going to make mistakes we, we just watched the one of the best in the world on defense for Dallas make a mistake tonight uh, it's just how you respond to them and try to limit them uh, there's some that are the Oilers have made in the past few weeks that were uh, wrong times of game um, times where they made the mistake where they've had nobody on them so it was self-inflicted 
the Oilers need to simplify. They're going to score enough goals. Their, their offensive weapons are, are huge. And Connor and Leon and Nuge and Hyman, and when Kane's back, the Oilers have the ability to score three on a, on a bad night, four or five on most nights. They just got to make sure they play a safer, smarter game in their own zone. And tonight they did that. Uh, they punted a few times. They went all glass and out. If you, if you can't see where you want the puck to go, just throw it out and live to fight another day. It's better to fight at the other team's blue line or at very worst if you ice the puck in the face-off circle than to blow, throw something blind somewhere and give up a great A scoring chance. Yeah, the Oilers, this was a good hockey game. Both teams made mistakes. The Oilers capitalized on the Stars' mistakes better. So a 6-3 win. McDavid scored an insurance goal that made it 5-3 with 3.43 left. So his point streak now goes to uh, 12 games, or pardon me, 14 games, Rob, as you know, we kind of have gotten used to him getting to extreme streaks here. Uh, 30 points over 14 games for the season. Now he has 65 points in 34 games. So, you know, he takes advantage of Dallas getting a little desperate in the last mm -hmm. four minutes, gets a two-on-one. He's down the left side. Hyman's down the right side. So they were on their strong sides as opposed to the off wing. And he just shot it. And we've seen McDavid do this before. Dreisaitl does it too. Quick, hard. And five hole on yep. the goalie, right? And if the goalie it's, is opened up, well, might be a pass. Well, they catch him. Right? All, all goalies, it, it's open. The five hole is always open. Uh, it, if you catch him before he goes into his butterfly, it's a goal. Uh, a lot of players don't want to shoot five hole because the, the the hole is small, and if you don't hit it, you look dumb. Uh, you're like, why did he just shoot it into the pads? But it, th that is always open because goalies have so much. The goalies are only, I don't know what, four feet wide and you got six feet to cover. So most guys are shooting for corners, so they're trying to do it. Uh, I've My whole career, I mean, Joey Mullen, my, one of my favorite guys, went five-hole every time because he could hit it. Connor and Leon can hit it with consistency. And when they're coming down with speed, the goaltender now has got his feet dug in. Because if it's going to go to a pass, you've got to be able to push off your right skate and get away across there. So that is always there. And Connor and Leon, just because of their accuracy, they can put the puck where they want it. And it's quick. So when they shoot it, the goaltender isn't getting down into his butterfly to be able to stop it. Smart play by Connor. He was in the better shooting angle than Hyman on that one. He had full speed going. And his shot is as good, if not better, than anyone else on the team. So take advantage of him. And that's the thing with, with McDavid. The Dallas Stars do a really good job on him. Really good job. But he just needs that one break. And Dallas pinches. They get a two-on-one. And you just knew, just sitting here watching, okay, this is going to be a goal. There's no way they're going to be able to hold him off. And you could see the excitement in him after he scored. He was like, hey, yeah, that was a big goal because they understood the importance of this game. Well, 29th of the season. <laughs> So, you know, who knows what the, the limit. And, and, and Nugent Hopkins gets up to 18. Uh, Hyman scores today. He's up to 15. So as Sirius Gord reminded us the other day, and I guess now we're just past the 40% point of the mm. season. So, I mean, these are, uh, well, three players who are certainly on pace for, pardon me, four players when you factor in Dreisaitl, who are on pace for 30-plus. Well, uh, I, I McDavid's on four, pace for... That's 40-plus. I mean, that's 40-plus. Well, yeah, I guess Hyman would be close to that. Yeah, yeah. so 40-plus and a couple guys on pace for 50. So that that's, that's pretty good. And the one guy that you signed to be the big goal scorer, he hasn't played because he's got a bad wrist. So this is a team that is uh, their top 
five players offensively are, are hard to manage if you're a defending team. That's why the Oilers don't have to be a great defensive team, but they've got to be yeah, the a, a smart, simple team that, you know what, teams are going to get their chances because they're built to be an offensive group in the back, and they're built to move the puck. So if they just limit the self-inflicted ones, yeah. then they're going to be okay because they're going to be able to score, and their power play is deadly. So tonight was a game where they were much better with puck management in their own zone, and their offensive players came through as usual. So this was a good game. And again, it was three straight losses that right now turned into three out of four points on the road. It's amazing how quickly it can turn. Yeah, and coming into tonight, both Dallas and Edmonton, Averaging 3.58 goals per game in a three-way tie for third with Tampa Bay. But the goals against, right? Dallas, seventh best in the league, 2.7. Edmonton was a 3.42. So that's basically three quarters of a goal mm -hmm. per game, right? So the Oilers are 22nd. And I think you said it. I mean, well, especially now for the season because they're starting kind of in the hole. But if they're, you know, 12th, 15th goals against, I mean... That would change everything. Well, I mean, it would probably be worth another six to eight yeah. points right now. Uh, they, they know what they need to fix. Uh, again, I've got no fear with where the Oilers are going to be uh, three, four months from now. It's a playoff team. It's just a matter of what slot they're going to have in the in the playoff pool going into it. But this is a chance for them to find what uh, what they need, where, where they can improve, who can be those guys that come March 1st or March 2nd after the deadline's over, they're going to be part of this organization when it makes its playoff run. So it was uh, uh, another game where the Oilers feel good about themselves, but more so tonight because there was other people that were part of this win. There was other people that were not only part of it, were a, a catalyst in this win. And I think you look at the Nugent Hopkins line, uh, the way they played tonight, score you know, the three goals, and you got, that was a line, they got victimized at the beginning of the second period. Costin got victimized uh, on the goal by Johnston, and they came back, and they still, it didn't phase them. They came back and were strong, so uh, it, it's funny, Bob talked, McLeod's coming back. I mean, if the Oilers go with the way they have set up right now, if the three centers split up, I mean, McLeod becomes a fourth line center, all of a sudden your fourth line is much stronger. Now they have to find ice time for the fourth line. That's something that is a. Well, I'd still story like to. I, maybe I'm nitpicking. I, I would still like to see Holloway play a little more. I would too. I thought Holloway was very good again tonight, uh, but for some reason, uh, they don't have trust in him yet as a, a hockey player at this level, as he's consistently in the single digits in, in ice time. And tonight, his numbers in ice time are inflated for the fact that he probably played two and a half minutes of the last four. Once the game got out of hand, yep. that fourth line got, they were going every second shift. All right, Oilers win 6-3 in Dallas. They are 18-14-2. Dallas now 19-9-6. We'll go to the Certainty Hotline, and we have Big Bad Joe on the line. Hey, Joe, go ahead. Hey, you guys. That was a good game tonight, and I, I think, you know, the way Darnell Nurse played tonight, you know, he kept it all simple. No hocus-pocus with the puck. Shot it out when needed to, and I think... The whole defense, they had a mindset, fine, you know, if you don't have a play, get that puck out. And, and that's what they did. And, you know, we all know the oldest can do it. And, you know, hopefully it is a good building stone, uh, you know, when we go farther. But, I mean, I, I like to point out, you know, everybody came down on notice. But, I mean, Darnell played an awesome game tonight, though. That's all that I want to say. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's fair. Nurse, uh, what, what was he, 
He was even, had three shots on goal, a hit, uh, four block shots. Was he... Just trying to see, was he even on the ice for any goals in this game? Yeah, he was. Because jo Johnston, he was. He's on for one against, so he must have been on for one for. Uh, well. He was on for McDavid's goal. Yeah, yeah. so so one each way. Yeah, and I just wonder too, Rob, if if having McDavid and Drysaddle apart, if that changes the mentality of the whole team, because I I would think now I never played hockey anywhere at any reasonable level like me and Booger Boogerton were the stars on my team uh, on the home pond um, but I'm thinking if, okay, if I'm a defenseman and I'm back to retrieve the puck and I'm on the ice with McDavid and Dreisaitl and I think okay the the play is ring it around or, or simple pass but, but I might be thinking well wait I'm on, I'm on with Connor and Leon I better I better get them the puck even if it's a 50-50 pass I better try to get them the puck Whereas opposed to, okay, you know, they're, they're all split up. I'm, I'm just going to simplify it, get it to the net. Like, yeah, is there something to that? Well, yeah, no. The problem with the, the way you explain it, if there would only be every fourth shift, you would have to try and get it. Yeah, well, that's, well, that's what I'm saying. So when they're split up, then all of a sudden you're more often. Well, okay. but because they're not on together, you're just thinking like, okay, we just got to no. trust and get it to the next zone. No, I, no, I don't think so. I think that when they're, whenever they're out there, your first thought is to get them the puck. Mm -hmm. And uh, for the most part, they like getting themselves into a position where you can find them so that they can carry the puck out as, as they like having control of the puck right deep in their own zone. Um, it's the, the one thing, thing when they split them up I don't think it's so much the defense that it affects is it affects the forwards because all of a sudden there's more players involved so when Connor and Leon are on the same line and all of a sudden that line's playing 24 minutes they're going out every second shift every time there's a face off in the offensive zone the shifts are extended a lot of players are taken out of the game and those are the games when all of a sudden you have five players playing in single digits right when they're split up like they were tonight on three so that's three sets of wingers so that's six wingers right now are playing with one of the Oilers top three centermen so now they're you now they're thinking okay now we're, we're involved in this game and i can tell you and just the way costin started the game he was excited he's playing with nugent hopkins well i know they're not going to bench him i know he's not going to get nine minutes tonight right. so i have a feeling i'm going to get into double digits so i think that's where players get excited when they're split up because now they know they're going to be more involved in the game and we we know a lot of the times when there's a say the shoreline was on the ice and they get a face off in the offensive zone right away if when connor and leon together their lines coming on the ice well now when it's in the offensive zone, well, we're going to put Leon's line out or maybe we're going to put Nuge's out or we're going to put Connor's out. So they just feel more engaged in the game. And I think you saw them the way, the way they played. I, I think that that's, and we've discussed that before, the kind of the chicken egg thing. Well, do the bottom six not score? Are, are they not good? You know, are they not very good players so they don't get played a lot? Or... Do they not get played a lot, so they have no ice time, so they can't score, well, right? And then, like I was talking about the other day, you you kind of lose that sense of ownership in the outcome of the game. Yeah, for sure you do. And to me, it it's the bottom, the, the Oilers' fourth line, they don't play near enough to be able to, to Even the fourth things. line, you think? Should the play fourth more? The four, oh, well, if you want, if you're expecting goals from them, yes. They don't play it. I mean, they're getting five minutes. 
six minutes of ice time, usually starting in their own zone. So, yeah, no, the expectation they're going to pr produce offense, I mean, sometimes they go 9, 10, 12 minutes without shifts. Your legs seize on the bench. So that's a, the third line, depending on how, who, how the others set it up. Because the third line last week, the third line, two of those guys are getting eight minutes. Well, well they had two fourth lines. Yeah. So, last, so last again, it's, it's hard for them to produce. Give them an opportunity. Give them. Most teams play. Now, this, the others are different than any other team. Most teams play. You've got the first line gets 19. Then you got a line that gets 16. Then you have a line that gets 13. Then you have a line that gets 10. And that's the way it's always evened out something along that line. Well, the others have the one line that gets 24, right. and then they have a line that gets 18, and then they've got a 10-minute, and then they got a 5-minute. So it's really hard for the bottom six to do it. Now, also throw in the fact, too, the Oilers are top-heavy salary-wise. So the guys they have on their bottom six, they're guys that are making close to minimum salary or a million dollars. Right. So you're, you're, you're getting what you pay for. Oilers win at 6-3. Yanmark, two goals and an assist. Nugent Hopkins, a goal and two assists. We have Alan on the Certainty Hotline. Hi, Alan, go ahead. Hi there. Uh, I called before, and I want to talk a little bit about Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Okay. Um, uh, I've always been a big fan of his. I've, I've always said that uh, out of all the first-round draft picks Edmonton has gotten, and McDavid was a given, but he's always been... Through, you know, through the Taylor Hall times and all the coaches and stuff, uh, this guy, he is the Swiss Army knife because he, he doesn't matter who you put him with, uh, they seem to succeed. And, and his work ethic is uh, is bar none. He's just uh, he's outstanding to watch. He never seems I never see him having a a bad game. He reminds me uh, a little bit of uh, uh, I would say a, a Gretzky and a. An Andrew, or a Gretzky and a Buckberger, but you know, bringing your lunch pail to the game, he's not super physical, but he's in the right place at the right time. And I want to give kudos out to him. And then I guess my second comment after and I'm done with this is: Is there any chance that they could put Campbell um, somehow down into no. the AHL to get no? More, yeah, more th more that's. Games? I don't think that they would do that. I I, I think no. that they would sooner have him just work on things in in the NHL. And I I don't think his last two starts have been poor, even though he didn't he didn't get a win. I know that's been talked about. I think Elliot Friedman kind of floated the idea, you know, put him down and have him play in Bakersfield. I I, I think that they'd sooner have him working yeah, on things I, here. I understand the question because he's had too, some tough but, nights, but but I say there's zero chance. Yeah. Zero uh, chance. I think that's unlikely. And I've never heard anybody say that, I'll give Alan credit, that uh, Nugent Hopkins is Gretzky meets Bookberger. I have never thought <laughs> about that hybrid before. But regardless of how you look at him, I, I mean, he's having a career year. I was like we were saying before the game with Mooner, uh, he's he's never been over a point a game. So now he's up to 41 and 34. I mean, that's this is way that's ahead really of good. He's, yeah. he's, he's finishing more. Um, you know, it's 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 obviously the power play helps, but it's not just all uh, power play points. Like he, he's he's having a good year. He's having a you know, he's having a great year. Uh, this is it, it, and good on him. He's put his he's a guy that's made the commitment. He wants to be in Edmonton. And it's funny. I know that we had the call the other day about if you Oilers want to get better, he's the guy you trade. But to me, he's like he doesn't want to go anywhere. He's he's committed. He wants to win a championship here. He's put in all this time. He's been through some big lows here in Edmonton. He's enjoying this right now, and uh, he's one of those guys too. When you get to meet players, he's a guy that you cheer for. 
he, he's just an incredibly nice person off the ice that is having an incredibly awesome season on the ice. And you just hope it continues. For teams, teams that win championships, they have players that step outside of their comfort zone. They have guys that have big years, bigger than normal. And Nugent Hopkins is doing that right now. The thing is the Oilers have is more depth players. They have the Canes, the Hymans. They got guys that they can play with Nugent Hopkins. He's, there's been times when Connor and Leon played together and Nuge was playing with Joe Schmo and Billy, Bo Billy Booger from your team back when you played on the pond. He didn't have guys to play with and he was just out there to keep that line afloat. Well, now he's getting an opportunity to play with good hockey players and he's contributing on a nightly basis. And tonight, his line was the line that won this hockey game for the Dallas or for the Edmonton Oilers over the Dallas Stars. 6-3, the final score. You can check in at 780-496-0063. It's Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 chair. Across the tops of the circle, the Hayskin and down the left wing. In behind the Oiler net, in front to Johnston. Oh, what a save by Skinner! He got it with the right pad. That puck comes loose. Stuart Skinner gets the win. He's now 10-8-1 on the season. That's his save of the game for Crystal Glass. Call 310-GLASS or visit crystalglass.ca. Good game tonight. Oilers figured out in the third with three goals, and they win it 6-3 in Dallas. Let's go back to Dallas. Here's Zach Hyman. Team win, uh, and then nice deal for the Vads, obviously. Yeah. Uh, I mean, all even the last game, they would score. You guys would get one back. They would mm -hmm. score. You got uh, kind of the sense that this worm was turning a little bit for you guys. The way you kept fighting back. Yeah, they're they're a real team. They're really good. Yeah. Um, now there's not much space out there, so uh, it's you know when you have a lead, you have to protect it, and we're, we're lucky to get uh, to get it in the third there, and uh, and then hold it. What turned in the third? I mean, I mean, it's anybody's game at that point, and you've played a lot of these in the last little while, where it went the other way so you're kind of in the back of your head that you hope it doesn't i think we we, we just we, we played tight we didn't give them much and then uh you know we got a great goal there uh, we all made a great put to, to foggy and he buried it and then uh, obviously connor's goal to uh, give us a little cushion there so uh, i think we just stuck with uh, with the game plan and it was the full contribution yeah i mark got a couple too the guy's been all around it for a while mm -hmm. so it's nice to see a guy like yeah you, you know he it's it's a great journey for him obviously he, he was in the american league to start the year and he's come up and he's a, a really big part of our team now so uh, he's a player who's played in the league for a long time, knows how to play, veteran guy, PK, and then nice to see him get rewarded. What's the state of the union for you guys heading into Christmas? Like you say you had a couple of games where you mm. maybe deserved better and didn't get it, and then you, mm. you broke through in this one. Where do you, where do you see it? Oh, we got one more big game before Christmas. You want to go into Christmas feeling happy. Uh, I think leading up, you know, we gave away a couple games there. We gave away points. Yeah. Uh, in games that we had the lead, should have won. So I think it's it's a, a big learning lesson, right? I think I think we, we have a really good team and we're better than our record shows. And it's just little mistakes. But I think today was a big step against a really good team. Yeah, I think that was the big statement game because if you you know suddenly it becomes three in a row and four in a right. row that we should have won, and then next thing you yeah, know, you have to stop it and uh, you do, it, do it against a really good team in their building. This is a tough place to play and it's it's not easy. So it's a, it's a big one. Do players come in with a little bit more motivation when they're playing a former team and it was yeah mark was playing the team that he spent 200 plus games with and had a big night tonight yeah i think familiarity you know you're you, i don't know how long ago he was here but uh, 
I'm sure he knows a bunch of players on that team. He knows the building. He knows the city. So get some familiarity with it, and uh, it, yeah, I think you definitely want to want to have a good game. Waiting for the dab. Is that a thing? Like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't you can't go. You know, you can't not get a win from. So it was, it was nice. Awesome. Thanks, okay, thanks, guys. All right, that is Zach Hyman. He got a power play goal tonight as the Oilers beat the Stars 6-3. Graham is also a winner of a $50 River Cree Resort and Casino gift card. He took the under. I set the line at 50. Combined ice time in minutes for Nurse and Haskinen. Well, they well, they almost played the exact same amount. Nurse 22-49, Haskinen 22-45, so it is under congratulations graham from river Cree resort and casino excitement bet on it as uh, zach hyman gets the power play goal and the uh, typical zach hyman play there up <laughs> just hanging around the blue paint uh taking a beat and and it just he's so impressive of he absorbs the pun punishment and while he's absorbing he's so strong on his skates he's got good balance he, he's not worried about the guy pounding on him he's, he's just trying to find the puck and he just creates he creates his own space and again uh he's a guy that you want your the rest of your teammates to emulate because he hangs out in the ugly areas he i mean he's got he's got skill he can score so many other ways but he understands that for him to be successful hang out in this area and when you got the Connors and the Leons, the puck's always going to come there, and he usually wins the battles in that space. Yeah, that was his uh, 15th of the season, and, and also big in this game. Dallas went ahead 1-0, and they went ahead 2-1, but the Oilers scored a minute six after the Hintz goal in the first period. They scored 2-0-9 after the Johnson goal early in the second period. Those were huge. Uh, you, you don't... If you score and take a lead, you don't get to sit on that lead for a while. You don't get to enjoy it. The crowd doesn't get into it, build momentum off it. It, it. it sucks some energy out of your bench when the opposition comes in. You're waiting for them to announce that the place is going to go crazy. Here comes our goal announcement. But before they do, the opposition has tied it up again. So it was good responses for the Oilers. We've seen in the past where when the Oilers give up one, usually we saw a second come very quickly for the opposition. Instead, the Oilers responded. Their best shifts tonight were the shifts right after the Dallas, the Dallas Stars scored. That is a good, uh, a good sign going forward for the Edmonton Oilers. $12,400. That is the donation so far this season to 630 Ched, Santa's Anonymous, from James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. They are filling the net with 100 bucks. For 6.30, said Santa's Anonymous every time the Oilers score, so $600 tonight. Okay, Matthias Janmark, what a night for him. Two goals and an assist. Here he is. Uh, a matching, like, they got some good lines over there, so I'm sure they wanted to match match those, so it worked out today, for sure. Well, what do you think of how it worked for you and your line specifically? Uh, good. I mean, Nuch is probably one of the hotter guys in the league right now, so, I mean, playing with him is awesome, and then I think Klim played a really good game. He's easy to play with. He hangs onto the puck and uh, wins battles, and uh, easy to play with. He made a great play to me on the first goal there, so it was a, a good game. It must be nice for you to score a couple against a team that you spent a large majority of your career against. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I think I scored basically all my points this year against former teams, so it's for sure brings out a little extra out of you. I try to play with that 
little bit of extra edge that you kind of wish you had all the time, but uh, some uh, some games just brings it out of you. And today I was fortunate to have some go in. Uh, but yeah, it's always nice to to score one against your old team. This morning, Jay said that you've been playing well. He's just waiting to see more come go in for you. What was the difference for you tonight? Yeah, I feel like I've been playing good. Uh, I try to work hard. I, I never try to evaluate my my game in in points because they can come in always. Sometimes you make a great play. Some sometimes they puck just bounce your way. Uh, so you try to stick with it as long as you play good. Uh, but eventually you need to contribute with something. And today, I mean, Clem made a great play on that first goal. I find myself in a good spot and you score early in a game and you kind of get that energy and a little bit of confidence and, and the pucks just find you. So uh, it's nice to see them going today and hopefully I can contribute a little bit more going forward. This win for you guys, you're coming off three tough losses, facing a team that's, that's really good and beat you guys 6-2 last time. How important was it that you guys were able to pull this one out? Yeah, I mean, they're a great team. They've, uh, I don't know if they're second or first in the West and been playing some really good hockey and uh, it was a really big test for us on the road uh, and like you said we've come off a few losses here and we're going into the break so you definitely don't want to go in on a losing losing streak so uh, it was a good win today and then we got one more coming up here and hopefully we can pull out a win thanks Janmark, his uh, best game is an edmonton oiler as Edmonton wins 6-3 in Dallas. Updating the scoreboard for Advantage Trailer Rentals, your one-stop source for commercial trailer rentals. Visit AdvantageTrailerRentals.com. Golden Knights over the Coyotes 5-2. Minnesota wins 4-1 at Anaheim. Predators win 4-2 in Chicago. Red Wings topple the Lightning 7-4. Devils win 4-2 against Florida. And in overtime, Rob, the Avalanche over the Canadians 2-1. Yeah, it was a game that I just watched the highlights. The Canadians scored in the first minute and a half and hung on to a 1-0 lead for a long, long time. But the Colorado Avalanche just kept pushing, and eventually uh, they couldn't stop the onslaught anymore as they spent the entire second half of the game in their own zone. And then the one of the few stars that are still healthy for the Colorado Avalanche, Rantanen, scores in overtime to take the 2-1 victory. In the AHL, the Oilers farm team, Bakersfield, losing 4-3 to the Colorado Eagles World Junior tune-up game. Colton Dock and Dylan Gunther, a couple of local guys, both scored Canada all over Slovakia 6-1. Was there one period Slovakia only had one shot? 23-1. to one were the shots in the second period. I do not believe the Slovakian team will be challenging for a medal. All right, and the Raptors beat the Knicks 113-106 in the uh, NBA. Hope you're staying warm. If you want to uh, warm us up with the sound of your voice, 780-496-0063. Oilers win it 6-3 in Dallas. It's Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Live Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Pavelski, left side to Suter, came in from the point, couldn't get it in deep. CC gets it out, odd man rush for Edmonton. Here's McDavid with Hyman, the shot scores! Connor McDavid! Yeah, that's McDavid's 29th, made it 5-3. Oilers late in the third. Janmark added an empty netter. So 6-3, the Oilers win it. Uh, CeCe and Pugliarvi with the assists on that goal. They originally gave the second assist to Hyman. It's now Pugliarvi. So the Oilers uh, get the victory. The the dads were happy. I got to interview Cody CeCe's dad before the game. That was fun to talk to him. Yeah, it's a, that was a very good interview. I listened to that one. Then during the game, we saw Tyson Barry's dad, Len, get interviewed we saw Hyman's dad or no 
Yeah, it was Hyman's yeah, dad that got interviewed. Yeah, I think Stuart Hyman, yeah. Yeah, he, and he, well, and then his son went out and scored a goal for him. So, uh, I, one of the things that I wish I would have had in my career is one of these dad's trips where my, my father could have come on the trip. They didn't do it back when I played. But it would be a pretty cool experience, and you could see the excitement in the players. And they showed a couple of the interviews where the players were being interviewed with their dad. Yeah. Uh, anyone that moves on to the National Hockey League realizes how fortunate they were to have parents and siblings that were there along the, the way, that were there to help them, that the, the amount of time that they gave and well and money and lack of sleep and <laughs> and gas putting in the car gas money like anything to to get their kids to to be able to play the game that they love so the appreciativeness of these players for what their parents did for them it's nice to be able to give back a little bit on one of these dad's trips uh, also of note tonight both Nima Linen and Bouchard plus four Bouchard needed it. He's still uh, <laughs> minus 11 on the season. Nima Linen will get up to plus three as the Oilers win at 6-3. We should note uh, for opposition players, Jamie Benn got an assist tonight. 800 uh, career points now for Ben. He's had a great career, and it, he's kind of turned himself into a role player now with this team. I mean, he was a league MVP. He's been a, a star in the league for a number leading, of years. I don't think he won the MVP. I think he was leading scorer. Oh, so you're right. I always call it the MVP, too. Uh, but, yeah, he was a leading scorer. It's often scorer. the same guy. <laughs> yeah, usually. <laughs> uh, but he also. But now he's kind of a mentor, and he's playing with, what's what's Johnson's name? Is it Wyatt. Wyatt. Well, and Ben, he has 31 points in 34 games. Well, he's, like, it's he's, a resurgence. So he's still pretty good, yeah. But, I mean, he hasn't, the last couple of years, he hasn't been near as good. Uh, but he's having a resurgence, and he's playing with this young 19-year-old Johnson and uh, just seems to have a little more jump in his step through a couple big hits in the game tonight. Uh, this is a team, Dallas Stars, that got some very talented young players, and the Stars of old for them, the Sagans, the Bens, are more in the role-playing type of positions on this team. That's why they're an effective team. They got uh, depth throughout, and their depth players are guys who have been superstars in the league at one point. Uh, Jamie Ben. Uh, won the won the Art Ross, like I said, uh, 87 points in 14-15. Well, I, I mean, there are there aren't many seasons where, well, excluding the the lockout shortened seasons, there there aren't a lot of years where it's below 100 points. Uh, Aginla in 02 had 96. Yager in 2000 had 96. Uh, San Luis in 04 had 94. So he didn't he didn't even get to 90. So I mean, that shows you how the that wasn't even 10 years ago how much the era is sort of changing. Uh, Carey Price got the Hart Trophy that year. Oh, that's true. He deserved it as well. <laughs> they could have given out two. They should have. They should well, they, It's funny. It's uh, the other time that a Montreal goalie won the MVP. Yeah, that one was a mistake because that was the year that Jerome McGinley should have been the MVP in the National Hockey League. And it went to, was it Theodore? Jose Theodore yep. in, in Montreal. Who was a pretty good goalie. He was a good goalie too. In his prime, yeah, yep. for sure. Fantastic. All right, seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. We'll give you a couple more minutes if you do want to check in. I'm looking back on the fourteen fifteen season, which I mostly remember as the Oilers doing quite poorly and then winning the draft lottery to get uh, to get uh, to get Connor McDavid. Okay, so you got Vancouver coming up. You haven't seen them since the first game of the season. Uh, they are. I mean, they're. They kind of have these little bursts where it's like, okay, and then they do bad again. Uh, they're 13, 15, and 3. Now, they're, and you mentioned it to Bob. I thought you made a great point. They're, they're nine points behind the Oilers, mm -hmm. three games in hand. But, I, I mean, not, like if you beat them, 
you're 11 points up on a team almost at the halfway point of the season. Yeah, and the belief, the belief of making the playoffs, it just starts to dwindle. And it's, it's you know what it's like over the course of the season. Late in the year, everyone seems to be getting the, the extra point because the games get closer. It's hard to make up big deficits. It's hard to make up double-digit deficits. So now the Oilers aren't guaranteeing them a playoff spot if they beat the Vancouver Canucks on Friday, but they just put the Vancouver Canucks that much further behind them. And uh, Vancouver, we've seen, have had some great uh, end-of-season um, surges that uh, there's the possibility with Bruce Boudreaux to, that he can get that team going once they get healthy again. But it also, and this is another thing too, if you put a team just far enough behind, now the GM's like, okay, you know what? It's not worth it. Yeah. So we're going to start moving players out. So all of a sudden, Edmonton beats Vancouver. They're 11 points back. And the Vancouver GM says, all right, you know what? This isn't our year. And now Bo Horvat, we're going to move him now. Uh, Luke Shen, we're going to move him now. There's even talk of Quinn Hughes. I read that. They said the only player that's untouchable is Pe Pedersen. And I'm like... I don't know. I like that Hughes kid on defense, too. There's a guy that can change uh, the complexion of a hockey team if you got a guy with his caliber on the back end. But uh, the Vancouver Canucks are a team, though, that if, you, if they hang around, they've got a number of good hockey players. Mm -hmm. The Horvats, the Millers, the Pedersons, the Hughes. they got guys that can put the puck in the net. So you don't want to let them linger, as we saw what the others did with the Anaheim Ducks. They lingered, and eventually... We're able to steal two full points out of the out of Rogers just a week ago. Okay, and that game against the Canucks is Friday, 5:30 for the face-off show, and the puck will drop at seven. All here on 6:30, Chad. Tomorrow, of course, uh, Oilers now with Bob Stoffer from noon to two. I think Escott's going to fill in. I think Bob's traveling back. I'll have inside sports from six to eight. We'll have some fun stuff for you there. Get more on this game, more on the Oilers on 6:30Chad.com or GlobalNews.ca. As always, Oilers hockey is presented by Friesen Brothers. We thank our our studio producer this evening, Kellen Kennedy. It is Yanmark with two goals and an assist. Nuge with a goal and two assists. The Oilers beat the Stars 6-3. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. Thanks for listening to Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Good night. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.